This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. You are here on a special day because I am going to share some news with you. I've only been hinting about it since May or June and building a structure under it with great intensity for the last few months. And that is the Let It Shine Foundation. From the wonderful guests we've had on the show, I've gotten an incredible education. I started a Reiki practice, inspirational speaking. That Reiki had to take a back seat for a while as the speaking and events and retreats ramped up. And then a circle of women, the Facebook community has grown. So I have seen firsthand what people do to help each other. I've seen it at the talks I've given, like the one we had just last week at the Putnam Valley Library. I've seen it at my retreats and seminars. I often say, I just put the chairs out in a circle, and the people who come make the miracles happen. Now, this loving force has both roots and wings in my Let It Shine Foundation, a soon-to-be nonprofit whose mission is to gather love and give it away. We're going to raise funds and gather our stuff to supply women in times of need and transition with whatever they need, from cash to see a lawyer or bunk beds for the twins. We're going to pool our talents and pool our services to see that busy moms get pedicures if they need one. Ladies on a job search get suits or new tires so they can drive to work. The needs are limitless, and so are the ways we can help. We had our first little mission a few weeks back. We filled a woman's SUV with all we could find because she had lost everything to a fire and she was about to move into her new apartment. We are going to do good. Let it shine, Inc. It is a thing now. And you can find out more at Casey.co. And you will learn more by the end of this show. Thank you for inspiring me. But right now, let's actually get on with the show. We've got two great guests. We're going to talk about gratitude, And one thing I am very grateful for this time of year, the birds. I love feeding the birds in winter, but I've heard varied reports. Should I be interfering in these little birdie lives? Pete Salmonson, an educator for Autobahn, says feed the birds. It's good for us, too. I would say, of course, because it's so much fun. And you should put your bird feeder in a place where you can see the birds coming and going because the studies have shown that it's really mostly for the people who are watching the birds and to get enjoyment out of that as opposed to keeping the birds alive by providing seed. So, you know, birds get most of their food from natural sources like fruits or berries or bugs or things like that. And maybe they get 20% of their diet from bird feeders. So it's really something that humans probably get more enjoyment from, but certainly the birds do appreciate it greatly. You know, here in the Hudson Valley, when we're covered with snow and everything's iced over, the birds are still surviving 80% on their own? You bring up an extreme situation, right? So the studies show that in terms of uh, really bad weather like icing, that bird feeders are much more important than in more decent weather so it's hard to say because how do you follow local bird how do you follow wild birds and see what they do all day right 
But yeah, we should definitely keep up the feeding during the bad weather. That's very important. Okay. And what should we be feeding these birds in the backyard? Not bologna sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> sunflower seeds. Black oil sunflower seeds are the best because the shell is thin and it's easy for the birds to pierce through and the little seed inside is high in fat content. So the striped oil sunflower seeds that we eat as people, they're harder to crack open and the nut is not very big. So uh, black oil sunflower is number one. Black oil sunflower seeds. Now, why, this is a crazy question, but because uh, I'm just your average look out the window, see the birds person. Uh, and, sure. I, and I love feeding them. Why do the birds stay here? Aren't, can't they go someplace warmer? <laughs> a lot of birds do. And most of the birds that are here during the spring and summer do migrate. Robins, black wing, red winged blackbirds, um, other birds like that. But there are birds that are adapted to living in a year-round wintry climate, like chickadees, um, woodpeckers, tufted titmice. Nature has um, evolved them so that they can deal with the cold. They have different adaptations for dealing with the cold. They pump up air between their feathers to stay warm. Yeah, there's a number of birds that stay here year-round, certainly. Okay. Should we be doing anything to provide them shelter? That's a good question. I would say, well, I'll give you an example. After Christmas, we put out our Christmas tree in the backyard, and the birds like to uh, find shelter among the thick branches of the needles. And really, it's mostly about planting. You know, there's a big move in the last couple decades to build your own little backyard wildlife sanctuary. And the most important thing is to plant native shrubs and trees and and flowers and things like that. So birds definitely do need shelter. What else? What do we need to know? We, the regular person here in the Hudson Valley, what would you like to tell us that to illuminate our relationship with birds? What do we need to know? You probably will be surprised when I tell you this, but cats, keeping cats inside, because there's something like over 100 million free-roaming cats in North America, and they kill over a billion birds a year. So Audubon believes cats make great pets, but indoor pets. So I would say that not feeding feral cats and keeping your own cat inside is very important. Putting the bird feeders in a place where the uh, birds can find a little shelter near the feeder. So you don't want to stick your bird feeder like right out in the middle of a big open backyard. The bird feeders need to be put near trees and shrubs, maybe, you know, 15 to 20 feet away from a place where the bird could sit and then go out to the feeder and then come back to safety. So those are pretty important things. Perfect. All right. Anything else our listeners need to know this morning? Well... Everybody around seems to like coffee, and um, scientists say buy shade-grown coffee because that's where the healthiest coffee comes from, and most of the coffee sold in the United States is grown in sun plantations, and those farmers use pesticides and insecticides, and the birds don't do very well at all there, as you can imagine, so seek out shade-grown coffee, and that will help bird populations. It's kind of amazing. Your cat might not like what he has to say, but he is an Audubon educator and also an environmental educator at Hudson Highlands Land Trust. Google him. He's fascinating and totally cool. And feed those birds black oil sunflower seeds. I am so grateful for the birds in winter.
We're going to talk about gratitude next after this meditation with healer and spiritual teacher Steve Quinn. This meditation is about correct reasoning, and it will lead to an increase in value. Think for a moment, take a breath if you like, and scan the interior of your body. Think of everything in your body, your heart, your lungs, your intestines, your bones, your feet. Feel your body. Now picture and think of all the things that you have. Your home, if you have one. Your car. Your stuff. The people that are part of your life. Now take it a step further. Think about all the things you know. All the words, the facts, the references. You know about giant sequoia trees and great blue whales. You know about all kind of things. And whatever your specialty in life, you probably know things about that that most others don't know. Now think about all the things you don't know. In the huge universe, all the stuff that there is to know. All the ingredients in the infrastructure of creation. Now think for a moment about your troubles, your stresses, your worries, your big problems. And now imagine for a moment that there was nothing not even you, that you had not even the consciousness to be aware of anything, that you just simply didn't exist. Now come back in and think again about all those things, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that's part of your life, and have a value for it. Oftentimes the painful parts of life are where we grow the most, so have a value for those things. Cherish them. When you look back on your life, it's often the painful things that have caused you to move on the most. So have a moment, scan through your life neutrally, see it all, and just simply have a value for it. That's Stephen Quinn, a healer, a spiritual teacher, and he does great work with people who have addictions. Visit quitwithquinn.com. That's quitwithquinn.com. Hi, it's Casey, shining on with the Health and Happiness Show and Let It Shine, Inc., the foundation that is gathering love and giving it away. More about that coming up. But first, please welcome midlife empowerment coach Margaret Rizzuto, who is truly a gratitude expert. What can we do right now today to bring more gratitude into our lives? One thing is just using grateful words. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I really appreciate that. Writing thank you notes. Giving back, you know, acts of kindness. Someone does something nice for you, pay it back, do something nice for someone else. Set a gratitude reminder in your calendar to remind you throughout the day. You know, stop, take a second, be grateful for the moment, for what's going on in your life, for the weather. If you want to be more intentional, a gratitude journal is really powerful. At the end of the day, writing down the things you were grateful for throughout the day. What is your gratitude practice like? My personal gratitude practice, it goes on throughout the day. So every, every time something happens, good or bad, really. Like recently, I was cleaning out the garage, and um, I have these big bins with platters and big bowls that don't fit in the kitchen. I was moving one, and I dropped it. Everything smashed. All the platters, all the bowls smashed. 
my first and immediate thought was, I am so grateful it wasn't the other bin that has all my favorite things in it. Wow. So just really being intentional about it goes a very long way. I'm going to guess that having that first reaction, I'm so grateful it was this platter and not that platter, you probably ramped up to that. You probably didn't start uh, in that state, or if you did, more power to you. But how does one (laughs) cultivate that kind of response where the first thing you feel is gratitude? I think by being intentional about it, by deciding that you want to have gratitude in your life and then finding things, because there are things throughout the day constantly that we can be grateful for. You know, it's a cold day, it's raining out, you go to park someplace and boom, you find the ideal parking spot. That's an opportunity for gratitude. So I think taking advantage of the moments throughout our day that allow us to practice. And really, it is practice. It is a mindset that you put yourself into and you practice. So what if it's a cold and rainy day and you're out on an errand and you can't find a parking place? Then, I mean, eventually you will. And then maybe you say to yourself something along the lines of, clearly someone else needed that other space better than, you know, more than I did, and I'm glad they have it. I'm glad they got it. Wow. All right. Now you've got some research, right? Some research at your fingertips about how gratitude is uh, good for us. So in positive psychology, gratitude is constantly, consistently associated with greater happiness. The more people express gratitude, the more you have to be grateful for. So there was one study done at the University of um, California, Davis, where they had three groups of people over a 10-week period. The first group was set to write about the things they were grateful for every day. The second group had to write about irritations and things that displeased them throughout the day. The third group just simply had to write about events that affected them with no emphasis on positive or negative. After 10 weeks, the people that wrote about gratitude were more optimistic, felt better about their lives, they exercised more, they had fewer visits to the doctors, fewer aggravations, and an overall sense of well-being. So the bottom line really, Casey, is that giving thanks can make you happier. Wow, for sure. We're talking to Margaret Rizzuto, who is, among other things, a life coach. I feel sorry for those people who had to write down all their annoyances for 10 weeks. They must have been miserable. I know, right? (laughs) They must have been so miserable. Now, you have a very unique story about part of your road to gratitude. Can you share that with us now? I can. Um, In 2018, a month before my 60th birthday, I had a really horrific car accident. I wound up with fractured bones, five broken ribs, internal organ damage, and just bruises over 75% of my body. Um, I spent the whole month of May between the trauma ICU and then rehab, and then several more months in physical therapy. The second or third morning when I woke up in um, ICU, when I had a little bit of lucidity, I was on a lot of medication, (laughs) just two words came to me, grace and gratitude. I just opened my eyes and those two words just kind of came to me. And I just realized at that moment that that was the only way that this journey could go 
with grace and with gratitude. And so that kind of became my mantra for this whole period. And it sounds weird to say, but it was one of the most powerful and beautiful experiences of my whole life. I mean, there was pain, of course, there was pain, but but it was just remarkable meeting everyone and everything from a place of gratitude. It was really powerful. Wow, what do you think that was? That that what force made you open your eyes and think grace and gratitude? Was that your higher self? What was that? It had to be, Casey, because, I mean, I've always been a grateful person, but never on an intentional basis. It, it could only have been a higher power because... I mean, it could have been the drugs, too. <laughs> but but I, I prefer to lean on the side of a higher power. Yeah. Um, because it felt that way. It felt that way. It felt like I opened my eyes and, boom, these words appeared. That is you know, it's interesting. The Latin word for gratitude is, um, and I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but it's gratia. And that means um, grace. And then depending on the context, it also means gratitude. So the two are very, very interwoven. Mm -hmm. Grace and gratitude. Pretty beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it's absolutely beautiful. So how would you measure your gratitude before the accident? How much gratitude was in Margaret's life before and how much after? I think before I was casual. I was, you know, I was certainly grateful for my my family, from my house, you know, I, I, I would say I had your commonplace gratitude. And afterwards, it became so much more intentional and so much more integral to my life. Like, I truly practice gratitude many, many times throughout the day. Recently, I read something that um, Ariana Huffington had written about gratitude. And, and sleep, because, you know, she does a lot around sleep studies and just sleep hygiene. And she said, you know, if you wake up at night and you can't go back to sleep, practice gratitude. So, of course, I wake up one night, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I can't go back to sleep. So I just start listing all the things I'm grateful for. And I just felt my body start to relax and just soften. And I fell asleep and I had the absolute best sleep. Well, I just have to tell you, when I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I have to go to work. So, <laughs> And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful for that. So practicing gratitude now is just part of your life. So here's a question. Who are you grateful to when you say, I'm, I'm grateful that this platter didn't break? Or I'm, I'm grateful that I found a parking spot? Who are you talking to? Or are you just talking to yourself? Um, you know, for me, on a personal level, I have a relationship with God. It's not defined necessarily by a church, but it is my own personal relationship with God. And, and for me, it's God slash universe. So I, I would say that when I am, when I am grateful, that that's where it is being focused. It's being focused to the God that I believe in, and it's, it's being focused in a larger universal level as well. All right. Thanksgiving time is here. We'll all be counting our blessings. Do you have any last words for our listeners, anything they can do to start bringing gratitude into their lives? Be intentional. Just be intentional about it. Make a decision that you want to have gratitude in your life and then practice it. It will be amazing how much you find to be grateful for. That's Margaret Rizzuto, a midlife empowerment coach and gratitude expert. Please check out her website at margaretrizzuto.com.
Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. Thanks for shining on anytime you've ever popped in to hear this podcast. Or maybe you catch it on the radio. I'm grateful either way. As I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, you listeners and the guests on this show and the women I meet on the Facebook page, A Circle of Women, and the women I meet at the retreats and talks that I do have truly changed me. And there was one particular post. It was back in May. Someone had posted to please send prayers and good wishes to a young mom who was trying to get out of a difficult situation. She had three kids. She had an abusive situation with her spouse and she needed to get out fast. But she also needed everything else, a car, an apartment, food, a job, you name it. This previously stay-at-home mom needed everything. And this got posted on the Facebook page community that we have. The outpouring of love that I saw that day changed me to my core. Women saying, what more can we do? We have things. We know people. We have connections. I have the afternoon free. How can I help? And the thing was, at this particular post, a mom was just asking for prayers and good thoughts for her daughter. But I saw that there was a community galvanized and ready to act. And there had been this little bell ringing in the back of my head for so long, saying, do something here, build something here. And that day I said, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because of of this woman who was in need and this group of people who wanted to help, but this woman didn't even know we were praying for her. It was her mom who had put the post up and we really couldn't intrude. But now we have structure. We have Let It Shine Inc. It's a foundation where we hope to raise a lot of money and also gather a lot of stuff to share with women in need. I know you have stuff in your basement and attic. I know you're making a list right now. Hold on to that list. So we're going to get the funds and then offer small grants to women in need or transition. We can't solve the whole problem, but we can say, here's $250, get a hotel room tonight. Here's money to talk to a lawyer. Here's maybe, you know, a down payment on a used car or new tires for somebody's old car. Do you see what I mean? Let It Shine, Inc. will gather love and give it away. We will do our best, just like we do for our family and neighbors, but now our community is larger. It is, for right now, Westchester and the Hudson Valley, because that's where I am located. Where this could go, I don't know. You'll show me. You showed me this. (laughs) I don't know what you're going to show me next, but I am all in and I am all yours. So the business Let It Shine Inc. exists and the paperwork is filed for this to become a nonprofit. So what we have to do right now is raise money. You can go to Casey.co and you can make a donation of any kind, or you can buy a candle special for Let It Shine, or you can buy a Let It Shine t-shirt. That's where we're starting. But wait, there's more. Let It Shine Inc. is going to be, in the long run, supported by a series of pop-up shops called Let It Shine Again, or Lisa. Just so happens, Lisa is the name of the mom who made the post that so inspired me that got this whole thing started. And it just so happens that Let It Shine Again is a great name for a resale boutique. Let it shine again. Until I have a building, my great big dream is for someone with a quirky space to lease it to me, maybe for free, and get the tax write-off. We can pay utilities to start. I know it's a crazy dream, but why not put it all out there? But until we get the space, we're going to have a series of pop-up thrift shops. You can have one at your business. You can have one at your home. 
You just register it with me. You'll get the proper signage. You sell your stuff. You keep 70%, give 30 to the foundation. Yeah, we want all the boats to rise. We want everybody to do well here. So that's the deal. I'm going to launch for real on the day before Thanksgiving. You may be hearing this before then. Um, but I wanted you to know first. Well, actually, I told the people at the Putnam Valley Library. They really knew first. <laughs> Um, because not telling them felt weird to have this great big secret and spend such intimate time with them at that wonderful talk and not share what I was sitting on just didn't feel right. You know how it goes. All right, so thank you. I hope this makes sense. Let It Shine, Inc. is a foundation that will gather love and give it away. Starting first here in the Hudson Valley, you can be a part of it by donating, by buying a candle, by buying a t-shirt, or by hosting a pop-up thrift store. But it's got to be a pretty pop-up. I don't, you know, not a flea market. We want to look nice and nice. Okay, so much more to come. Grateful for the opportunity to share this with you. And um, I guess that's it, right? Our thought for the day. I hadn't planned that far ahead. What's our thought for the day? Our thought for the day. (sighs) Our thought for the day is simply this. Let it shine, ink. We are gathering love and giving it away. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.